Today's episode is brought to you by Olive, a next-generation logistics company serving premium fashion brands. Are your e-commerce logistics costs going through the roof? Olive is here to help. Olive offers brands and retailers over 50% off on return shipping expenses instantly while offering customers a sustainable, waste-free packaging and delivery experience. The solution is turnkey and no development work is required. You simply download their Shopify app to get started. To learn more, visit shopolive.com slash watsonweekly. Save money, save the planet. It's December 12, 2022, and this is the Watson Weekly, your essential e-commerce digest. Today on our show, Dollar General adds over 1,000 stores and fresh items. Walgreens launches same-day delivery. Etsy sellers report inflation and higher fees are hurting their holiday sales. Shopify refreshes the design of its app store. And finally, the Investor Minute, which contains five items this week from the world of venture capital, acquisitions, and IPOs. But first, in our shopping cart full of news, Dollar General adds over 1,000 stores and fresh items. Make hay while the sun shines is not only a proverb of life, but also a business. Roughly, it means taking advantage of a particular situation while it exists because it may not be around forever. It's through this lens that I analyze an Axios article where Dollar General add 1,050 stores to his 19,000 store fleet. If you're wondering, doesn't 19,000 seem like a lot? Yeah, it is. There are about 5,000 Walmart stores. Making hay while the sun shines sounds great in theory. And the challenge is simple. Once you build a store, it's more or less built forever. And that includes while the sun is shining, when it's raining or snowing, and at night when the sun is hidden. And for my thinking, Dollar General takes advantage of two huge trends that causes it to grow. One is short-term and one long-term. The short-term trend is inflation and the upcoming slowing of the economy, encouraging shoppers to, quote, trade down and shop more at the discounter. Even if you don't think we're in a recession, which we may not be, and everything is fine, it doesn't mean necessarily that the category mix hasn't also shifted. The second trend benefiting Dollar General is a much longer-term trend in the United States. The middle and lower classes are losing economic clout compared to the top 1% since the 80s. This tends to give a value chain like Dollar General a tailwind. Dollar General is also doing another smart thing, adding fresh groceries. Fresh and other replenishable items encourage repeat visits, which can lift the entire store's sales over the long term. It also means that Dollar General would be attempting a broad, low-end disruption of Walmart, potentially, something I'm sure is not lost on Walmart itself. The big challenge is, how much hay should one make while the sun is shining? Is 1,000 stores too many? Too few? In this case, the management team seems to realize that more stores is not enough on its own, and is hoping fresh grocery will be a hook to bring consumers back as it expands. Our second story, Walgreens launches same-day delivery. Walgreens has extended its same-day delivery offering to fulfill orders 24 hours a day, seven days a week in markets around the country. I don't know how you can interpret this news as anything but bad for companies like Instacart and DoorDash, who count the pharmacy chains as some of their biggest customers. The assortment is interesting as 27,000 items are part of it, which is pretty broad. The service is already available in New York City, and I found that it had a $5.99 delivery fee 
but free above $35. I'm not sure how this is profitable for them at these prices, but at least they aren't trying to deliver these items in 10 minutes, so likely they're going to try and batch up routes to make it more efficient and make it up on volume. What could possibly go wrong? Either way, as a consumer, this sounds like a good idea to me. Have you actually walked into a Walgreens lately? It's like a criminal hellscape where all items are behind lock and key and there are incredibly long lines at the pharmacy counter. No wonder they need a service like this to keep people out of the store. It's probably safer on the New York City subway than it is in a Walgreens these days. Our third story. Etsy sellers report inflation and higher fees are hurting their holiday sales. An article in Modern Retail is reporting that some sellers are experiencing slower sales as a result of rising prices to accommodate a 30% fee increase earlier this year from Etsy. While Etsy's Black Friday's promotions were considered a success, many sellers are saying it was only due to heavy discounting. Well, sellers, that is the state of things right now, and you better get used to it, particularly in discretionary categories. Personally, I tend not to put too much stock in sellers complaining. Etsy, like Amazon, has millions of sellers, and if you wanted to write a story every day of the week about a seller complaining about a marketplace rule change, you could. New listeners may not know that early in my career, I spent 10 years at software company ChannelVisor, which helps eBay and Amazon sellers back in the early days of the internet, and I don't care what eBay or Amazon did, every single change was met with a huge wave of complaints. History shows that these complaints don't amount to anything as long as the platform is still delivering sales at a rapid clip. So while you may be used to hearing seller complaints about Amazon, this news actually caps a year of significant seller complaints about Etsy, including a mini boycott over the previously mentioned fee increases. And our last story. Shopify refreshes the design of its app store. Shopify just did a major refresh of the design and features of its popular app store, which is home to over 7,000 third-party apps which work with the platform. The design is simpler, making it easier for merchants to compare apps, and also personalized, recommending apps depending on the merchant's current situation. My take is this is a good move for Shopify to double down on the current strength of their app store and help merchants more easily find high-quality apps, and at the same time, help app developers find customers more efficiently. It's really a win-win for both sides. I reviewed the changes and here's what I came up with. Harley Finkelstein and others in the ecosystem have also tweeted about it. First, it's clear they focused on SEO in this release. Lots of contextual links, cross-linking, speed improvements, and moving information above the fold. On the homepage, app-focused case studies are now more prominent and the company says that the homepage would be personalized as I mentioned earlier. On the category page, there is more how-to content for beginners surfaced from their blog as well as other promotional areas pushing you to into upsells of Shopify offerings like Fulfillment, which is kind of what you would expect. Shopify is going to use its own app engine to help itself too. The app detail page changed the most as the entire experience now looks tighter and more refined. Pricing is now more prominent right below the name of the app and video and imagery is above the fold. There are also new badges that apps can earn related to speed, support for Shopify's latest features, and merchant popularity. If you're an app developer, I encourage you to log into your partner portal soon so you can take advantage of the new features and layout. Finally, there is more obvious and standard privacy policy placement, as well as a clear place to access support for any app. Even this small change is appreciated. In other news, I noted at the bottom of the Shopify App Store page was a standard Shopify trial signup and must have missed the news 
that Shopify moved from a 14-day trial to a three-day trial and then added three months for $3? Whoa, that's a lot of threes. Seriously, people, I've never seen a three-day trial in my entire life. Why have a free trial at all if it's only going to be three days? I get the sense that this is one signal that Shopify is moving ever so slightly. When I say ever, I mean really ever so slightly up market in a way that they hope will significantly reduce the amount of churn in the platform so that Wall Street analysts and hooligans like myself will just shut up and stop bugging them about the high churn rates on the platform. It's that time, friends, for our Investor Minute. We have five items on the menu today. First, Mars Pet Care is acquiring Champion Pet Foods for $2 billion. Mars is already a huge player in the pet market, and through this acquisition, they are getting access to Akana and Origin brands. Mars is an extremely sophisticated digital operator, not only through retail, but also digital direct-to-consumer channels and Amazon. This is a second major acquisition in the pet arena this year from Mars with its acquisition of fresh pet food brand Nom Nom earlier this year. Second, Proper Good, a shelf-stable meal solutions company, raises $3 million in seed funding. This team appeared on Shark Tank in 2020 and have grown significantly. The concept is simple, a shelf-stable, complete meal that only needs 90 seconds in a microwave. It sounds scary and unbelievable at the same time, almost like an army MRE or meals ready to eat, but for regular people. Yeah, it might be gross, but I kind of love this idea already and I'm suddenly getting hungry. Third, Primus Ventures put $100 million in subscription software brand Order Groove. The interesting thing about Order Groove is that they are trying to sit above the typical low-end subscription provider. I actually have known about Order Groove for many years since they actually started in the software-as-a-service market and not even in the D2C space. Now the company has big customers like Honest Brand and Pete's Coffee. Fourth, Dick Sporting Goods creates a new venture fund for sports startups. This is an interesting one and a continuation of a trend where a major retailer is creating a venture fund in their niche to gain exposure to innovative ideas. The fund is called DSG Ventures and has already made five investments, including one called Sideline Swap, which is a resale sporting goods marketplace concept for athletes. And finally, skincare brand Topicals raised $10 million in Series A financing. The brand is designed to help you prevent flare-ups on your skin and has some big-name investors, including Jay-Z's venture fund. The company plans to use the money to expand across many more channels. That's all for this week. Till next time, Watsonians. Hi, I'm Rick Watson, CEO and founder of RMW Commerce Consulting and host of the Watson Weekly Podcast, your essential e-commerce digest. Want to discuss the topics on the show? Head on over to community.rmwcommerce.com to connect with other listeners. Our production partner for this series is Citizen Racecar. The show is produced by Alex Brower, production manager, Gabriella Montekin, to hear new episodes of the show every Monday morning, subscribe now at rmwcommerce.com slash Watson Weekly and wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>